Moya Talk. Welcome everyone to Moya Talk, to another edition of Moya Talks. This month we want to celebrate people who have had an impact on the DMV region, and we decided to invite our own Vinay Ganeshan, who is the principal and senior project manager for Moya Design Partners. He has over 20 years experience as principal and project manager in residential development in DC, Maryland, and the Mid-Atlantic region. Vinay is a proven leader with an eye for business and a long-term strategic partnerships. Throughout his career, Vinay has shown an uncanny ability to manage all phases of construction, from inception to develop and construction. But also, he leads the marketing of projects. Vinay's drive has contributed to his key involvement in more than 20 major projects in the Mid-Atlantic region, with a strong focus on mixed-use and residential. And nowadays, he leads quite a few projects for Moya. Welcome, Vinay. Thank you very much for accepting the invitation. Thanks, Rodrigo. And he's a great golfer. You know, this would be, I mean, the, you speak great, Rodrigo. I think this would have been really easy if you'd also given me the answers, because this would be That's your joke. How did you decide to become an architect? You know, um, uh, actually, uh, I have two kids, uh, 12 and 18, and at some point, you know, uh, actually, my older son is going to college uh, in a month. He's going to Florida State. I think, uh, you know, we were having this uh, deep conversation about what he wants to do, and he said, you know, how did you decide to become an architect? And, you know, I sort of thought about it, and there really isn't a very good answer, right? I originally thought I was going to be, I'm being serious, I thought I was going to be a professional tennis player. But then I realized I was too old to be that. Uh, at 18, I was already too old and not good enough, right? And then uh, we were actually in British Guyana uh, where my dad was actually in education and he was the uh, uh, head of the electrical department. So my main goal was to be in a building as far away from him as possible. And the architecture building was the farthest away from his building. So that's essentially how I decided to become an architect. And, uh, you know, uh, it's not a glamorous, um, you know, explanation, but it's pretty much what it is. And, you know, once you get into it, you know, like everything I do, I kind of get into it, you know, uh, all the way. I think it eventually ended up working out. It was either that or it was at one point I also thought I might be a journalist. Uh, but uh, back in 88, there were a lot of journalists being killed also. So. You know, being an architect seemed like a safer thing to do. Wow, I did expect that answer. How important is your background in your in your perspective as a designer and architect? Um, you know, I don't know if it's. Um, I think um, I think it's one of those things that you sort of think about, but then you think about it and you go, "Design is global, right?" Um, I think you know, as architects or as designers, we sort of place uh, a lot of emphasis on accents. And you know, and kind of think that, um, you know, a lot of our culture has an impact on what we do as designers, right? But I think very early on, um, you know, um, I think when I was here in this country back in 85, 88 or something, you know, two sort of, um, you know, uh, people had a big influence on me. One was I.M. Pei, right? He designed the Museum of Modern Art. I think it's the West Wing or the East Wing. I always get that confused, right? And then also Maya Lin, you know, she designed the uh, Vietnam Memorial, right? 
So I think, you know, they, they had, they came from different cultural backgrounds, but at the same time, you know, the design language was still about design, right? So I think, um, even though I think I grew up in a lot of different places, I think, um, you know, I think the, uh, the cultural aspect, I think, has always been in the background. I think it's always been more of a design, uh, you know, um, emphasis, you know, uh, to some extent. Do you think that there is an awareness of how important or the importance that designers have had in the development of the district? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think, you know, I think as designers, we probably sort of experience it more and we sort of observe it more. But I think, you know, for the, you know, the regular average, you know, um, you know, DC resident, um, I think um, you have an impact on the way they experience things, right? I think, for example, you know, I think, you know, this is a plug for Moya again, but, you know, we designed the uh, Black Lives Matter uh, banners in uh, Washington, DC, right? You know, people might be walking along the street, right? And typically, you know, you're just sort of walking along the street, but when you do see the banner, right? when you do see the posters, you know, it does have an impact on you, right? And it's the same way in terms of what we do, you know, Fede, Dennis, and I have done a lot of projects, you know, we've done, you know, typical multifamily projects, but, uh, you know, uh, some of the design things that we've done, you know, and which is other architects have done too, which is, you know, creating courtyards, you know, incorporating uh, retail, incorporating grocery stores. I'm talking about really basic stuff, right? That does have an impact on people. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, we've done projects where I think we've incorporated some urban, uh, you know, plazas like uh, Mosaic, I think, which Dennis and Fede did. Um, you know, they're huge. I mean, people experience it and people uh, enjoy it. But I don't know if, um, you know, they actually sort of related to uh, anything in terms of design. I think it's just, you know, how people experience these uh, spaces to some extent that you have a long history of collaboration with other folks in the firm. Mm -hmm. After this long history in the district, in the, in the region, what is your vision for the region? Uh, you know, I think, uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's a little bit of a uh, you know, uh, tough question because obviously as architects and designers, you know, uh, we want to do something that's, uh, you know, um, uh, makes a difference uh, in the design environment, but we're also, you know, uh, in business, right? So we also need projects. We also need to be doing projects. Um, so I think finding that fine balance between, you know, doing something that's, uh, you know, economically successful, you know, for our clients and also, you know, economically uh, successful for us as, you know, uh, professionals, right? But also has a social impact, right? And also has some, you know, maybe some deeper meaning into what we do. Uh, I mean, obviously we do a lot of apartments and offices and, uh, you know, other building types, right? Um, I think, um, you know, having um, something long-term, um, you know, that can kind of have an impact, a visual impact on the community, I think would be, uh, that would be the goal. Um, now, how do you see Moya Design Partners heading? Well, um, headed in the right direction. You know, um, I was actually shocked and I'm actually sort of uh, confused that uh, we did not beat, uh, what is the guy, Bezos, Bezos into space. You know, uh, I really thought Paula was going to figure out a way to get us up there somehow. Um, and I said that in a funny way, but I think, you know, we have I'm a lot of... I'm working on it. I'm working on it. 
Okay. We probably just take a donkey somewhere, not just quite a space yet, but I'm getting there. All I'm saying, Paula, is we could have at least, you know, uh, designed the exterior or something, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, no, I think, you know, we're headed in the right direction, right? I think, you know, um, you know, based on the projects that we're doing, um, you know, the staff that we have, it's also all about the staff, right? It's about, you know, the projects and the staff um, and, you know, getting uh, the right people on board and also, um, you know, making sure that, uh, uh, you know, we're all doing what we need to be doing. You know, I think we're going in the right direction. Um, Obviously, we have a lot of projects that we're working on. We have a lot of projects in the pipeline. Um, so I think, you know, the only way is up, um, you know. Um, uh, so um, obviously, I think, um, you know, we're, we're a young company, right? And I think with uh, being a young company, um, you know, uh, there's a lot more responsibility to because, uh, you know, you're just smaller. Uh, but I think it also makes you hungry, right? I think you know when you're when you're small, you're also hungry. You multitask, and I think uh, the main leadership that we have, which is uh, I think Paula and uh, Fede, I think uh, you know they're people I respect. You know, people I've known, especially Fede, for a while. So I think that makes it easier, and it it also gives you a little bit more confidence in terms of where I think eventually the company is going to uh, move forward to. You personally are leading a few projects from Moya. Mm -hmm. What could you tell us about them, and what is your approach to team management in those projects? So, you know, I think I think the concept the concept of leadership in projects is a little bit overrated sometimes, uh, because um, you know a lot of the times you know you just want to make sure that somebody that's better than you is working on the things that you know they're good at, right? Uh, so I think uh, you know uh, the projects that I'm working on, uh, you know, I think are crucial. Um, one is uh, something I think that was already started, which is uh, MLK, which is uh, uh, affordable, uh, but market, uh, uh, but, you know, affordable apartments in uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, that is critical because, you know, it's one of the first projects that's uh, going to get built, right? And I think as architects, you know, uh, we're always judged by what we built, right? Uh, we're not going to be judged based on this interview or articles, you know, we're going to be judged based on what we build. Uh, so that's going to be the first sort of big project that's, you know, going into uh, construction. Uh, uh, it's also in a part of D.C. that I think is going to, is, alter, is already growing, but it's also going to grow a lot, right? So I think having a building there that's coming up uh, kind of makes us sort of be people in that community. So that's huge. Uh, the second project is a 13-story apartment building, again, for one of the biggest clients in this area, which is uh, MRP, right smack in the middle of D.C. It's about as, uh, you know, a typical a project as you would do in Washington, D.C., right? Um, and that, again, is something that uh, we're right now in uh, permits. We've gotten all the permit approvals. It's going to go into construction in about two or three months. That'll be huge. Uh, you know, it's got every single multi-family uh, component to it. Um, uh, Fede was the designer on it. Uh, I think, you know, uh, can't wait to get that uh, going into construction. And we do have a couple of other projects. Um, you know, we're, we're also working on a multi-family project in uh, Orlandria, which I think has a huge sort of cultural and social impact to it. 
Uh, we're not necessarily leading the project, but we're also the interior designers of the project, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, as you know, we have other projects that I think are in the pipeline and, you know, would like to get that started, you know, hopefully either this year or next year. What do you see are the biggest challenges for the development of the region? Oh, in this area? Yes. I think, I think you know, it's, um, it's a challenge, but it's also a benefit. It's the fact that, uh, you know, we're so culturally sort of transient, right? Um, you know, um, and also the fact that, uh, you know, there's D.C. and then there's the suburbs. Um, you know, where uh, Bethesda used to be a suburb at one point, right? <laughs> but now it's almost part of D.C. Uh, so... Uh, that's one of the challenges, you know, we uh, hopefully we don't end up being like LA or, you know, some of the other sort of uh, California's we're probably there already, um, you know, where it just be, where the challenge is more about beating traffic. Um, you know, we probably have one of the worst uh, set of uh, traffic, uh, you know, congestion uh, issues uh, in the country, right? Um, so I think, you know, dealing with that, you know, how do you uh, sort of, uh, you know, keep, you know, building, but not going out away from D.C., right? Uh, because uh, I think that's probably going to be the biggest uh, challenge. We are, we're already dealing with that right now. How is it different from other regions of the Mid-Atlantic? Well, it's a little bit different because I think, you know, in D.C., for example, you know, uh, when we say D.C., we're talking about D.C., Virginia, and Maryland, right? Uh, if you talk about New Jersey, it's definitely New Jersey. You know, uh, uh, you know, you have an accent in New Jersey, you have an accent in New York, you have a Long Island accent, right? But DC is very strange in the sense that uh, everybody—it's almost like a mini New York in the sense that everybody from everywhere is in DC, right? Uh, and also, there really isn't a big regional component to either Maryland or Virginia, as far as the suburbs are concerned. You know. Uh, there's a huge, uh, you know, if you go to Northern Virginia, for example, right, uh, it's, uh, you know, there's a huge, uh, you know, uh, uh, Indian, uh, Asian uh, population in certain areas. Uh, so I think uh, it's a little bit different in the sense that I think, you know, we have a big, a bigger sort of uh, cultural melting pot from other areas. But I think it's also sort of, um, uh, you know, um, I guess different again in the sense that it's more of a you know professional cultural melting pot, right? If you go to New York, for example, you know it's more of people that sort of just came into the country, or you know, so it's a little bit of a different uh, vibe to it, right? So I think here, you know, it's uh, people have been here for a while. Um, you know, when I first came here back in '85 uh, or '83 or whatever, there was one Indian store in all of uh, Northern Virginia, right? Now we have an Indian store in every single corner. Uh, 20 years ago, uh, there was one Peruvian chicken place called Crisp and Juicy, right? And now you've got them all over the place, right? So, you know, it's, it's, it's changing. And also the younger population here is, uh, because of the federal government, is very different in the sense that they come here for jobs. You know, they spend a couple of, you know, uh, two or three years, uh, you know, working in uh, D.C., and then, you know, they move on. They move to, um, you know, other parts of the country. So there's a sort of permanence uh, with the older population, but there's also a huge set of uh, people coming in and out of the area. Wow. Population. 
As Paula mentioned, you're like a, you enjoy golfing a lot. I don't know if you're a great golfer. Do you consider yourself a great golfer? No, not at all. Um, not at all. I think um, I think you know uh, golf actually is a nice is is a great thing to do because I think you know as those of us that have been in the profession, right, dealing with uh, um, you know projects, contractors, you know, you sometimes want to go eat something, whether it's a wall or a tree or something, but you can't do that, you know. So uh, being able to play golf where you can go hit a ball, you know, be by yourself is great because it allows you to channel your energy and also, you know, uh, forces you to be uh, a little bit athletic as you get a little bit older, right? No, I'm not. I'm not a good golfer. I am uh, probably uh, I'm, I'm now an eight handicap, right, which is not too bad. Um, and since you asked me, uh, I was in a tournament um, last weekend and I came in fourth. Uh, for some uh, Virginia State, uh, you know, um, golf Associ association tournament. So, you know, I'm trying. You know, that's all you can do. All right. Final question, and we open the floor. Sure. Tell me your favorite five spots to eat out in the so, you, know, um, you know, if it was up to me, I think um, you know uh, anything that has uh, involves chicken, right? Uh, because, uh, but my wife is vegetarian. So it's always a problem because, you know, you sort of have to balance uh, places where you can get good chicken with places where you can get, get good vegetarian food, right? Uh, my wife is also an extremely good cook and she enjoys cooking as a hobby, right? So the, the bar is always very high. Uh, so uh, in terms of Indian food, there's a great place in uh, Bethesda called Kadai that I think uh, most of us go to, most of us have been to. I think, uh, so in terms of good places, there's a good place with my wife and there's a good place without my wife, right? So I'll go to the places with my wife. So typically, you know, uh, uh, Kadai is great. Um, and then there's also a place called Rasika, uh, which is again, another Indian place in, uh, uh, in uh, DC, that's great. Uh, in terms of the chicken places, um, you know, uh, there's a place called Sardis, uh, you know, which is, again, uh, one of the original Peruvian chicken places. Incredible place. Incredible, right? Um, yeah. Um, Nando's. Yeah, you know, Nando's, I think, is more kind of gentrified, I think. Um, you know, there's also a great, great uh, Greek... Uh, sort of a bastardized Middle Eastern place called uh, O Mama's Grill, right? It's in Rockwell. It's uh, it's, a, it's a hole in the wall place again, right? But crazy good food. And that will cover both vegetarian and non vegetarian. So it's a good place. But typically, anything with chicken in it is good to go. All right. So let's open the floor and let's see who has the first question. I do. I, I was wondering, uh, Vinay, I, I think that you have mentioned maybe a few times the chicken thing. And I was wondering, when would you be, you know, inviting us for the chicken thing? Because you have you mentioned it to, just a few times. You mean to eat chicken or to cook chicken? Oh, no, to eat the chicken. I think okay. that you mentioned about the, this place, right, that you discovered. Yes. Um, so I think we should do that. Um, you know, uh, I think... Um, I know Fede is just back in the office, so one of these days, you know, I think we'll come in as a group, and then, you know, we'll go. Actually, there's a great uh, project that, that I think um, we all did. Um, I think it's near Sardis. We can definitely go there. Thank you very much for this interview. Sure. Taking the time to come with us.